God, the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus is the hinge of history. He is the cornerstone of time. Jesus is the only hope we have for salvation. He is the architect of eternity. Let us look to him instead of people. You know, over time, opinions about Jesus have varied. But overall, most people have admired him. He's certainly a teacher who has made an incredible impact over his followers. But the truth is this. While Jesus is admired by many, he's actually followed by few. And as a result of that truth, people in history... And people in present times have never encountered a real relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. To be a true follower of Jesus, his life must make a difference in your life. To be a true follower, the life of Christ as chronicled in the scriptures God's given us must make a difference in us. You see, we're not just here to rehearse the good things that Jesus has done. No, we're here to learn how to follow Jesus' lead. Now, in the past few weeks, we've been talking about how to walk by faith. Last week, we talked about how God tests our faith. But do we follow Jesus by faith? You see, that's the high calling of the church. That's the high calling of the Christian is to follow Jesus by faith. Jesus wants me and Jesus wants you to be a conduit of his blessing. Jesus wants us to be a conduit of his good news, of his hope. And the reality is this, friends. You're either a signpost pointing to him or you are a detour diverting people from him. And only you can answer that question of which you are. So how well do you follow Jesus by faith? In Mark chapter 1, I'm going to be on page 882 in the Bibles in front of you if you want to join me. But in Mark chapter 1, we find three commitments that we as the church, we as believers, must make if we're going to faithfully and successfully follow the lead of Jesus Christ. Turn with me there to Mark chapter 1, and I'm going to begin reading in verse 32. At evening, when the sun had set, they, the disciples, brought to him all, say all, all who were sick and those who were demons. 
possessed. And the whole city was gathered together at the door. I want you to get this picture. The whole city is gathered at the door where Jesus was staying. And then he healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons, although he did not allow the demons to speak because they knew him. They knew he was the Son of God. Verse 35, Now, in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he, Jesus, went out and departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed. And Simon and those who were with him searched for him. And when they found him, they said to him, Everyone's looking for you. But he said to them, Let us go to the next towns, that I may preach there also, because for this purpose I have come forth. And he was preaching in their synagogues throughout all Galilee, and casting out demons. To faithfully and successfully follow the lead of Christ Jesus, the first commitment we must make is to be dependent upon God in prayer. Now, many of you know that I worked at Walt Disney World back in the 80s. Well, during orientation uh, into the costume division, uh, we had to watch several animated feature films so that we could learn how to effectively animate those characters while we were in costume. Now, one animated movie that I was forced to watch, I hated it, but I was forced to watch it, was Alice in Wonderland. Now, I didn't use Alice in Wonderland much because there are no six-foot characters in that movie, but I watched it anyway, and here's the only thing that I remember from that movie, Alice in Wonderland. Alice was looking for the white rabbit. And the white rabbit was in such a hurry, he began singing. I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. I have no time to say goodbye. I'm late. I'm late. I'm late. And when I take the time to wave, I lose the time I save. My fuzzy ears and whiskers took me too much time to shave. I run and then I hop, hop, hop. I wish that I could fly. There's danger if I dare to stop. And here's the reason why. You see, I'm overdue. I'm in a rabbit stew. I can't even say goodbye because I'm late, I'm late, I'm late. Whew. How many of y'all have been there? <laughs> Don't applaud me. I applaud you moms who are doing just that. I'm late, I'm late. Hurry up, kids. Hurry up, kids. Amen. You know, I have felt that way so often. I know many mothers uh, feel like they're late all the time. But here's what I want you to notice about that. Notice how Jesus was different than that. 
Have you ever noticed that Jesus was never in a hurry? He never said, I'm late. I'm late for a very important day. Jesus was very intentional. He was very deliberate in everything he does. And in doing so, he shows you and I that we need to learn to be calmly dependent upon our Father in heaven. Our verses today show us that God, Jesus, had already had an incredibly busy evening. Incredibly busy. The crowds had slowly and steadily grown. And by the end of the evening, it had become this surging, moving crowd that camped out at his front door. Constantly bringing people more and more people that needed healing, that needed Jesus to do a work. It was that kind of day where most of us would just fall into bed completely exhausted. You ever been there? Come on, mamas. Amen. <laughs> We've all been there. It was the kind of day where you're barely able to get up the next morning. It was one of those incredibly busy days. But this is an area where Jesus is very, very different. It's here that we find the underlying effect, the underlying secret of Jesus' success. Jesus stayed connected to the Father. And because Jesus stayed connected to the Father, he was continually directed by the Father. That's good news. And in verse 35, we see the solution, Jesus' solution to a busy, busy day. Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out, departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed. He stayed connected to the Father and thereby was continually directed by father he was a constant example of prayer in Luke chapter 5 in verse 16 Luke chronicles and writes so he himself talking about Jesus often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed the next chapter tells us that in Luke chapter 6 in verse 12 that it came to pass in those days that Jesus went to the mountain to pray and listen to this and continued all night in prayer to God constantly in prayer and then in chapter 11 in verse 1 where we learned that it came to pass that as Jesus was praying in a certain place when he ceased one of his disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray. Teach us to pray. Jesus was always praying. Constantly praying. His whole life was about the connection that he enjoyed with the Father. His whole life was about that connection and how he maintained that connection with the Father through prayer. And when the disciples saw it, they said, teach us how to do that. Teach us how to pray. 
They saw that Jesus was spiritually connected to the Father in a way that they weren't. But they wanted that connection. They wanted that direction for their lives. They wanted to be spiritually alive like Jesus was. And can I tell you, that is the very thing that he desires for me and you. He wants us to be directed. Friends, we need it. We need to develop this discipline of prayer. Because that's the only way you and I are going to be spiritually alive. It's the only way that we're going to be spiritually connected. It's the only way we're going to be spiritually directed by God. Someone wisely said, learning to pray is kind of like playing the piano. You will not do it well every day. But unless you do it every day, you will never do it well. That's truth right there. And that's interesting. Because I think in that passage, we learn that we're to pray whether we feel like it or not. Pray whether you feel up to it or not. Pray whether you feel like you're close to God or not. Pray whether you feel like it or not. Bill Hybels published a book entitled, Too Busy, not to pray. And in it he writes, from birth, we have been learning how to be self-reliant. From birth, we have been taught to strain and to struggle how to be self-sufficient. And prayer kind of flies in the face of all those personal selfish values. Prayer tears away at independent living. It tears away at it to people in the fast lane who are determined to make it on their own. Prayer is really kind of an interruption. They say, man, I just ain't got time to pray. But I like what Martin Luther said. Martin Luther said, I got so much to do. I got so much to accomplish I have got to spend the first three hours of my day in prayer. Oswald Housby, the great preacher and theologian, says, as impossible as it is for you to take a breath in the morning big enough to last you till noon, so impossible is it for you to pray once in the morning so that it will last you till noon. Friend, the truth is this. We need to learn to be dependent on God in prayer. Here we go. All day long. Are you? Now remember, I had the privilege and blessing of chewing on this point all week before I get to share it with you. And I realized, no, Bill, you're not dependent on God in prayer all day long. There are parts of your day that, where you think you are self-sufficient. There are parts of your day where you think you are self-reliant. And then I learned that it was those times where I was not spiritually connected with the Father. 
It was those times, friends, where I was not being spiritually directed by the Father. Why? Because I wanted to do it myself. We must learn to be dependent on God in prayer all day long. But there's more. There's a second commitment. That if you want to follow Jesus' lead, you must also learn to be devoted to God in prayer. You see, there's no question, absolutely no question that Jesus was devoted to the Father. Whatever the Father wanted, Jesus did. Can you say that? Can I say that? Here comes the answer, and y'all may not like it. No. Because often I want to do things my way. Often I do things the fleshly way, the worldly way, the self way. But Jesus did whatever the Father wanted. Now the story is interesting here because the disciples obviously were looking everywhere for Jesus. But he was obviously not where he, they expected him to be. And so after they finally found him, the disciples wanted him to come on back to town. There was work to do. There was uh, demon-possessed people and sick people that Jesus needed to attend to. But did you notice what Jesus said? He said, nope. Nope. It's time to go. It's time for us to move on. You see, while Jesus was in prayer, he had received his marching orders for the day. And he received his marching orders in that solitary place a long while before the daylight even came. In prayer. Jesus knew that it was time to go. And this is a wonderful example for me and you. Because we are not to get our direction from the opinions of other people. Are you hearing me, church? We are not to get our directions from the opinions of other people. President Harry S. Truman, he once said, How far would Moses have gone if he'd have listened to the opinions of all the Israelites in Egypt? They'd have never made it to the gate if Moses would have listened to the Israelites. What would Jesus have done had he listened to the opinions of his disciples? Do you know that Jesus would not have even gone to that cross if it was up to the disciples? Truman said, it isn't public opinion that counts. It's right and it's wrong. It's fulfilling the mission that God has given us. That's what makes for greatness in the world. You know, it seems like we're always asking other people what we should do. But Jesus wasn't worried about all that. He got his direction in that solitary place before daylight. And Jesus had learned that he was not to be a people pleaser. And we're not to be people pleasers either. We're to be God pleasers. Are you a God pleaser? I think if we're honest, 
we all tend to speak and to act in a way that we think might impress other people. The disciples were into this. They said, hey, Jesus, everybody's looking for you. And it's like Jesus said, I'm not concerned with everybody. I'm devoted to the Father's will. And he sent us into the other towns. Are you devoted to the will of God? Are you devoted to the will of God in your life, in your marriage? Are you devoted to the Father's will in your family, in your church? Are you absolutely devoted to the will of God? Francis Chan said, we never grow closer to God when we just, get this, live life. You ain't never going to grow closer to God on autopilot. He said, we must be deliberate and deliberately pursue God and deliberately be attentive to God and what he wants for our life. Therefore, that brings us to the third commitment that we need to make in order to follow the lead of Jesus. And that is, we must be deliberate for God in prayer. Friends, did you ever hear the story about the Native American Indian that was touring New York City and he absolutely amazed his guide while they were walking up Fifth Avenue? Preparing to cross this busy, busy intersection, the Indian reached beneath this potted plant and picked up a cricket. <laughs> and the guide kind of chuckled and he said, how on earth did you hear that cricket above all this noise and traffic? And just then, this woman was getting on a bus, and she dropped a quarter. And that quarter started rolling down the sidewalk. And 15 people turned their heads to watch where that quarter was going to stop rolling. And the Indian smiled, and he said, it all depends what you're listening for. What or who are you listening for? Is it other people? Who are you listening for? I want to tell you, friends, that God doesn't have anything to hide from you. He doesn't have anything to hide. He wants you to know your purpose. He wants you to know your mission. He wants you to know what you're supposed to be doing on this planet. When folks were trying to make Jesus heal people, he didn't stay. He didn't stay. It wasn't that he was unsympathetic. It wasn't that he didn't care. He just knew why he was sent. And with a calm spirit and a clear focus, he said in verse 38, let us go to the next towns that I may preach there also because for this purpose I have come forth.
He said, I have come to let people know that the Messiah has arrived. That their Savior is here. That the Son of God has come to earth. I'm here to tell people the good news of God. Friends, we need to learn to understand what's really important. Things we think are important in the eternal scale are very trivial. We need to learn to be focused on the purpose God has us here for. We need to learn the lesson of keeping our priorities as Christians, as a church, as a body of Christ. You know, God knew you were going to be here today. He knew that you were going to be here to hear this message. So, friend, I pray that you leave here with a, with a fresh view on your priorities. I pray that you leave here understanding what's really important in your life. I pray that you leave here knowing what your purpose is that God has given you. See, as... Jesus deliberately followed his mission. Bethel Baptist Church, we need to do whatever we're called to do to focus on our mission and to move forward in our mission. And Jesus told us what it is. He said, go therefore and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit teaching them to obey all I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Sometimes we lose our focus. We lose what should be the priority. We lose what our real purpose on earth is. If you were done, if you could just be on autopilot, God would let you be on autopilot in heaven. But he has a purpose for you here. Your family needs you, Christian. Your workplace needs you, Christian. Your church needs you, Christian. Your community, your nation needs you, Christian. Let us not lose, forward, lose focus of our purpose. We need to be disciplined enough to pray, to ask God about our mission. And listen, friends, I'm telling you this. He's willing to tell you if you're willing to listen and to obey. So how are we to follow the lead of the Son of God. How do we do it? How do we stay spiritually connected with God? How do we stay spiritually directed by God? How? Anybody got an idea? Pray. 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 Say it with me. Pray. Pray. Stay connected with God. Gloria Gaither says, 
Prayer changes things. But more importantly, prayer changes us. Prayer changes us. The very act of prayer, in that very act of prayer, we ourselves, we open ourselves up to the will of another. We open ourselves up to the will of God. So pray. Spend time with your Father in heaven. Spend time with him. Think about this. Pour out your feelings to God. Allow God to pour out his feelings to you. Ask him what you would, you would have him to do. Ask him what he would have you to do. Ask, seek, knock. And the promise of God is that he will answer. You will find and the door will be open. Pray, pray. You know, Jesus' days were, were so busy, filled with being the servant of the Lord. He had no more and no less time than you do. No more, no less time than I do. 24 hours. That's all he had in a day. No more, no less. But Jesus made time for prayer. He made time for prayer. He got up very early in the morning while it was still dark. Now I know getting up early may be offensive to some of you. Amen. Janet would not have liked this very much. She's not an early riser unless she's got to be. But here's the object. The object is this. Whatever you got to do to make time for the Father, you got to do it. You got to do it. Make time for God. Make time for God. Jesus made time to be devoted to the Father. And when, not if, but when you pray, can I encourage you to be deliberate, to be specific, to ask God to show you what he would have you do, it would be perfectly okay for you to say, Lord, show me the way. Show me the way. Lord, show me some aspect of your greatness that I tend to overlook. Show me, Lord, what makes you smile and what makes you sad. Show me, Lord, the people that I can touch with your love. Show me. Show me, Lord, who I need to forgive and to whom I need to ask forgiveness. Show me. Right now, Lord, I need you to show me. Show me what you would have me to do. That's okay. Thank you, Lord, for showing me your love by sending your son Jesus. Help me to follow his lead. In Jesus' name I pray it. Show me. Show me. Show me. 
to follow Jesus' lead, friend, you're going to have to be shown. And then you're going to have to be obedient. You're going to have to be dependent in prayer, praying every day, all day. Because here's what trust says. Trust says, I am not independent. I can't do this on my own. I am not independent. I am dependent upon you, God. And I want to stay connected with you. Be dependent. Be devoted in prayer. Friend, when God gives you something to do, don't you delay. You do it. Do what God asks you to do. Be devoted to him because he's giving you direction in the way you should go. Be dependent. Be devoted. Be deliberate in prayer. Friend, stay on course. Don't be diverted by the world. Don't be diverted by the opinions of other people. Deliberately do what God says is important. So are you following the lead of Jesus? Do you need to be redirected? The Lord has provided us the means by which we can be redirected. And it's called prayer. So, as we prepare to leave this morning, we asked at the outset of the service that the Lord would change us. That we would walk out of here different than we walked in. Has the word of God found a lodging place in your heart that is going to make you pray more? To spend more time with the Father all day long? Unless you do it, you can not only be not spiritually connected with the Father, you cannot be spiritually directed by Him either. So I encourage you this morning, pray, 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 pray. And then when you're done praying, pray, pray. Stay in constant prayer, a constant atmosphere of prayer. Breath prayers, thank you, Lord. Show me, Lord. Direct me, Lord. Pray. Because if we're not connected to him, and we're not directed by him, we ain't going nowhere. Furthermore, friend, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, you're going somewhere, but you ain't going to like it. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father except through me. I want the Father, and I pray you do too. And if the Lord is speaking to you this morning about a decision you need to make, whether it be to come to Christ or to pray more, I pray you'd listen to what the Father's saying to you. He's not saying it to hear himself speak. He's saying it to make a change in you and bring glory to himself. Amen? Amen. Let me pray.
Our Father in heaven, show us. Show us how we can please you. Show us, Lord, how we can be directed by you. Show us how we can spend more time in prayer. Lord, show us how we can be spiritually connected and spiritually directed.